0: Only on Hulu. Hi there, welcome to This Side this your women's podcast for January. My name's Scott Patterson, if you're joining us across our audio channels to, to check out what we're going to speak about today, then we absolutely appreciate lots to discuss and lots to catch up on since we're last in touch. January, big month, knocking Celtic out the Sky Sports League Cup, we continue to see a an enhancement of Rachel Rose's influence on on games for for the women's team. Some players coming in, some players going out, and we look ahead to February, which is promising to be a really really big month for the women's team. Joining me to discuss it all, as usual, is Claire Gemmell. Hi, Claire, how are you?
1: I'm good, Scott. How are you?
0: Yeah, it's not bad. I'm just we were speaking before we hit record. There, January's a bit of a miserable month, isn't it? It's horrible.
1: Oh, kind of what is it is. It's, for me, I'm not really a. A winter person at all, so I actually
0: can't wait for the spring to come, uh, but the <laughs> football being back helped, to be honest. Yes, absolutely, It's um, it's been genuinely quite cold and miserable, and the wind, God, I don't even don't even go there. Listen, January's been a huge <laughs> month, Claire, we know that we, we're we going to speak predominantly about the Celtic win in the middle of the month, which is really important, we'll do a little bit about the recent Aberdeen game that's passed. We did start off the month really positively, we had two thumping wins. Um, Twelve goals up at Inverness in the Scottish Cup and ten at home um, to Dundee United, who of course come calling this coming Sunday, Friday, Sunday the fourth. Um, good start to the month, goals right across the the, the squad as well. In particular, we, we speak about her often when, when you and I get together. Jane Ross, good to see her back and and into that um, sort of goal scoring form that we love so much.
1: No, definitely. I mean, it's probably good games for Rangers to come back from the winter break from. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just obviously they're expected to win the game against Inverness. They're expected to win the game against Sunday United, and they have done that convincingly with both games. And it's for the fact, to like you know Jane Ross and stuff, it gives her the confidence then when she's come into these games and she's managing to get multiple goals under her belt. So it's it's only going to lead to confidence once she's going to entertain kind of more. The more crucial games, we'll call it, as the season progresses. So, no, it's been a very convincing start from them. And to be fair, you know, they've just started exactly how they finished.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the, the game against Dundee United, where I think that was the game you scored five and I'm sure. Every one of their goals as well, which I, I particularly like to see from a, a Rangers striker at any level, by the way, um, is your striker getting in the right places, scoring striker goals. I don't want to say mm-hmm. tap-ins. Um, that sounds really facetious, but but goals that you would largely expect your number nine or your leading front person um, to score. So really good to have Jane back. I think it's important for whatever happens next between now and May. And as you say, we have been such a big player in and around the dressing room. I think it'll be important to to have her around and have her fit and, and maintaining just that availability. Really important. Um, so listen, we'll go to straight to Airdrie. Airdrie. Um, and it, I have to say, it's probably one of the few times I've had that it's been a really nice night in injury, but it was quite a spectacular night, wasn't it? And that five goal second half was something else, was it not?
1: It was. I mean, it was unreal, really. Um, I think, particularly for the neutral, you know, it was some game, wasn't it? I don't think fans of either Celtic or Rangers would have probably enjoyed it that much because, but well, i tell you something, you know, <laughs> I had my eyes covered a few times, like, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't really cope. But, in all honesty, you know, I felt as if they deserved the win. You know, how they actually weren't leading in the first half, I'll never know. And I think if they look back at the game, and actually even at half-time, you know, I think that's something Joe Potter probably said to them is the amount they were actually creating, but they're just kind of getting the final finish on the ball. You know, they're maybe snatched that it, hitting it wide. just You know, it just wasn't falling for them, but they were in top. And then it's typical, isn't it? It comes out and then it, it goes against you. But do you know what it's, it's a character isn't it to then come back into the game um and i am I'm getting the penalty in the last last couple of minutes Do you know i was in no doubt to be honest that, that she was going to score it because i think she's more than capable these pressure moments i think that's the type of player she is and you know i, I honestly had 100% confidence she was
0: going to score that goal it was really interesting to hear joe um speak post match about um attitude their general fitness as well which i think is a big thing that we're seeing in the squad this season um but she's used the word mentality quite a lot since they've came out of the of the break she used it a lot at the weekend there um prior to to kick off at the balmoral stadium up the road Um and almost the the mentality sort of switch of going from yep, yeah, we're in a final job's not nearly done yet we have to come back down to earth and take care of league business it's really important i really like the the cut of her jib in the sense that she has been able to switch off from the elation if you like for for knocking celtic out and getting to getting to a cup final real chance to win a trophy to the reality of it's back to the bed and butter this weekend
1: yeah definitely but then that's what being a professional is you can't get carried away you know Although Rangers find themselves in the final, they don't have the hands on the, the silverware yet. So the job isn't done, as you said. And it is about being able to switch off and then get back to focus. Ultimately, for me, the league's the most important thing. And yeah. I think if you ask many players, they would agree with that. Obviously, you want to win a cup. I'm not taking away from that. You absolutely do. But the league is the most important thing. And just the way this league's going at the minute, you know, you cannot afford to, to slack off and slip up. Given that they're six points ahead, that could easily change you know, in a matter of games, you've, I know you're going to touch on it later, but they've got Hearts coming up and they've got Celtic. You know, if you're not getting results in those games, that leads, that leads away. So, for from that perspective, you absolutely cannot afford to switch off. And I think I would say in this squad it has been the best squad in terms of being able to have the right mentality getting into games. I think they're excellent.
0: Yeah, no, I I fully agree. Like, yeah, I I just the. Having that, as I say, that ability to almost switch off, that just change your mindset, go from that incredible high, if you like, from getting to getting to the final, celebrate with the fans, to then just sort of tone it down a little bit, coming straight back down to earth, and being aware of what hap- what has to happen next, is is really impressive. And I think it's a, I think it's a flavour that she's managed to get right through the squad. I think everyone's buying into that, which is really really important. I do want to speak to you about Kathy um, Hill, who I was really pleased for um, that night. Um, at the Excelsior. Obviously, she, she was unfortunate enough, I think, to give away the first penalty. I thought it was a bit harsh, personally. Um, but to say she was pleased to score the goal that brought us back into it was a bit of an understatement, is it not? <laughs> well,
1: exactly. And I mean, obviously, Cathy supports Rangers and has done throughout her, her whole life. So obviously, playing for the women's team is a massive thing for her. And then, as you said, you know, unfortunately, she gives that penalty away. Yeah, I get that it's harsh, but that's the rules, isn't it? Our, our hands are kind of out, and if it hits you, then you know, nine times out of ten, it's going to be given, so you just need to get on with it. Um, and it's about reacting the right way, which they did. And as you said, then she steps up, yeah, it's a bit extra lash in the box, but <laughs> you still need to get your toe on it, and that's the thing. You can't give it up, which she doesn't do, and puts it in the net. And you obviously seen how much it went to her. I mean, no chance that I would be doing that. A
0: knee slide on that on that master you have no skin left in your knees so I she absolutely was enjoying it. Do you know when I when I saw her racing away and um, I I thought she was going right into the stands to be honest with you. She was I, I was like she'd almost she'd forgot where she was she was going right in there. It was great to see and as I say um I, I felt the penalty was harsh you're right going by the rule book etc which I get um but um I I was really pleased to see that um she brought us back into it. Other player I want to speak about who scored the second goal on the night, and we spoke about it before on the podcast, is, is Kirsty McLean, who continues to go from strength to strength. Probably one of the first names on Joe Potter's team sheet now, I would say, on a weekly basis.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think she's come in slowly under Malky Thompson, and then she's now embedded herself in that squad. I think she's shown her class. You know, it's the thing is, is she just shows a lot of composure for a young age, which yeah. I think is quite impressive. But she really fits into the style of play. It, it suits her very well, and and I think I've probably said this to you before. I think think something she was lacking was goals in her games. For yep. me, she wasn't scoring enough, particularly with the amount of possession that Rangers have in games. You know, you have to be scoring more as a midfielder. But you know, credit to her, she's she's stepping up now, and she's finding herself on the score sheet more often than not every other week. So I think yeah, she's she's been excellent for Rangers and such a key part of the team.
0: Yeah, and it was, a, it was a good goal, of course, and, and one that sort of put us ahead. We did, of course, concede a second penalty on the night when Madag um was sort of fouled, allegedly. <laughs> um, Which, the by the ball. way, wasn't a penalty. I don't think that
1: one was a penalty.
0: I think she wins the ball. Yeah, but... I, I agree. I, I didn't think either on the night, and it's very difficult for us to speak about it and seem reasonably impartial because we do like hearing those three famous words, penalty rangers, but... <laughs> um. I did think that I did think both were harsh to be perfectly honest with you however um as what it is, they brought it back to two each and of course as we said um real hardy just chose incredible of mental strength at that point to to step up score and, and put the game well beyond reach right at the death Claire um gives Joe Potter her third win over over Celtic this season, unbeaten, which is fantastic for her first venture up here in Scottish football, and in particular that tie. Um, She has a bit of a flag over Celtic right now, doesn't she?
1: Well, she probably does, and I think they'll probably be feeling that way, obviously, the game's coming up in the middle of February, which she'll be quite daunting, you know, given the results they've got against them, particularly... You know, in that cup game, it's, it's came down to the last couple of minutes and then they found themselves out of the cup when I mean, they maybe think we can get it at least the extra time and see what we can do. Um, but, you know, I think the thing that's difficult for Celtic as well is that they've lost a manager halfway through the season. That's not yeah. easy for any team. And then the new manager's come in and, you know, she's obviously trying to build her own way of playing, her own philosophy which halfway through a season is so hard. I mean, you, you see Celtic playing Glasgow City there on Sunday. They set up in a completely different style. They're playing a four two three one, which notoriously they, they don't play. So they're trying to get used to that. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see what she does, you know, when they come up to play against Rangers in the middle of the month. Will she stick by the formation that they've played so long under Fran Alonso just to give her more time in bed in? Or will she try and and push on a few weeks ago. It's a few weeks away, sorry. So it's whether she tries to kind of embed in how she wants to play around that. But it's a it's a really difficult one because, again, you know, I, I didn't think they were great on Sunday against Glasgow City. And whether that's just down to the fact there's they're playing a new formation and obviously spaces become in different areas when you play different formations and it's just something they're not used to. So it'll be a big thinking point for the Celtic manager, I think, coming in to play against Joe Potter.
0: Given them out a win. She's got over her now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we, 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 we've we just um, played Aberdeen up the road a horrible, horrible Sunday afternoon um, up there at the Balmoral Stadium, two win Um Rachel Rowe at the double. Now, we've spoken about Rachel before. Um, I'm a huge fan. I love what she does. I think she plays in a position that is is extremely difficult for other teams to to mark. I think she's smart enough that she can dart around the pitch and work her way around, around in any spaces and pockets where people can't get near to her. Um, the influence of her in this Rangers team just now is is quite obvious. Joe Potter referred to it post-match Aberdeen to say that you know what I mean, teams are singling her out now for for a bit of special treatment to make sure that she's not influencing games. I don't think they're doing a great job of it. I don't think there's a better player than league just now.
1: No, I would 100% agree. Um, I love to watch her, if I'm honest. She's the type of player I like. You know, she's got about everything. And yeah. you know, it's not even, as you said, her ability to find space in tight areas with teams that are sitting back against Rangers, which most folk do, she's still picking up pockets. She's still making things happen. Even when Rangers played Celtic in the cup just there, I, I felt as if she was the one, particularly in the first half, getting on the ball. If something was going to happen, you felt as if it was going to come through her. I just think she's been a what an addition she's been, and as you said, not even on the pitch, just off the pitch. The experience she's got, she must be unreal to have around the dressing room. But you know, she's got goals in her, she's got passing in her, she's got dribbling yep. in her. Her touch is unbelievable. So I think, yeah, for me as well, I agree. I think she's the best player in the league just now, and they want to be watching.
0: You know, facetiously enough, and this is maybe a different, maybe a different um, sort of angle to that question. Is there ever a risk that? Because she's playing in such that sort of specialised position, the 10, for anyone listening, I've done air commas there. um, (laughs) Do do you you almost become over-reliant on her in that position because she's so good at it? And is that a problem, do you think?
1: Well, I don't think they've actually had a chance to become so reliant on her because she's not been without her, her. Well, injuries, I suppose you would assume it's injuries. She's not been available for large parts of the season as well. She's yeah. been in the team, out the team, for whatever those reasons have been. So I don't think they've got to the point where they're so reliant on her. But she seems to have had a wee period in the team, you know, in the last kind of few weeks or months. So it's whether they then get to that stage. And it can be dangerous if you're looking for a lot of your good things to come from one player, particularly if they then get injured or you remove them for some reason. But, you know, they're, they're a quality squad, so I don't, even if you did take it out, I think you would miss a lot, but I still would have trusted the players coming in to, to take the position that they could do a job.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I think Mia um, McCauley was given a, a sort of spell playing as that sort of 10 um, at, at the weekend. So I think Joe obviously believes that she can play there in the first instance, but it also takes a bit of... Pressure, if you like, off her. She doesn't strike me as being someone who's particularly bothered about pressure. To be perfectly honest with you, extremely confident. Um, I just, I, I, I genuinely think she's the best player in, in in the country just now. I think there's a very good chance that she'll get one of the POTY awards at the end of the season. She's really lit up the league. As far as I'm concerned, she's she's. Very much an entertainer with Rookie Haver. So two really good goals at the weekend, particularly the first one. Um, clever finish, giving the Aberdeen goalkeeper no chance whatsoever. The second goal is a really good goal as well. Good team movement. Um, she's just part of that sort of focal point. We we know that in many games we're gonna have so much of the ball. Um and a lot of it is gonna go through that ten Rachel Rowe type position. It's really important that she's clever with the ball, isn't it? Well, as
1: it's I mean, I think I watch Rangers a lot and, you know, they do like to go wide and they like to get the ball into the box. But I think for Rachel Rowe playing in certainly the 10th position, I think it gives them more an option to play in through the lines and try and create things from the centre of the pitch. You know, from a higher area, not so deep, in the, either in their own half or just into their opponent's half. She's in and around the box. Whereas sometimes I think when she's not in the team, they maybe don't have that in the same way. You know, and they're more likely to go down the wide areas, which, you know, don't get me wrong here, they're they're clearly more than capable going down the wide areas. And, you know, how many goals they've scored from that area is unbelievable as well. But I definitely just think she's a different dynamic. She's by far, as I just said a minute ago, by far my favourite player to watch this season. And I absolutely hope they can keep her fit because if you can get her, you know, a good run of games, a good run of fitness for the next few months, you know, I think she can even get a level. And that's frightening.
0: I okay. know uh, absolutely because you don't want to lose him the first instance, obviously. But um, no, you're absolutely right. We're lucky to have her around. One person I do want to mention, clearly, this is someone I, I know you've played with. Um, Chelsea Coleman made her 100th um, appearance at, at the weekend. There, um, consistently good, consistently works her behind off. To be perfectly honest with you, um and again, a player that I think is going to be really heavily relied on between now and the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean. Again, I've spoke numerous times about how much I like Chelsea also as a player, you know, a completely different type of player from Rachel Rowe. But again, somebody that I think is absolutely worth their weight and goal to yeah. just how Rangers play. You know, she's she's such a workhorse. She just, you know, she absolutely works her socks off and she allows so many of the creative players in that team to go and do what they're good at. And if you don't have, people like that then you know that's not possible and I I do say this all the time as well it's only when you remove players like Chelsea and folk that work that hard for you out of the team that you then think geez oh I I did not actually realise how much work they've done and how they allowed us to go and play the style in which we want because yeah Rangers throw loads of players forward but you always need to have a base you know you need to have a structure behind the ball otherwise you're so vulnerable which by the way don't get me wrong they don't always get it right because we've seen it on Sunday with Bailey Hutchinson going through and scoring a goal. But, um, no, she's she's absolutely amazing player, again. And I'm so delighted that she's got her 100th cap. And, do you know, I can't believe that's, that's 100 caps. That's Blue <laughs> by, by the way. I've just realised, you know, how long I've not been playing for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, did you, so you would have played in midfield on occasion with Chelsea, of course, wouldn't you? Was she a... Uh... I mean, you, you, you obviously refer to like she's got that ability to maybe sit in while others attack. Like, technically she's a, she's a really good footballer, though I think it's, it's she can do that attack inside the game as well as she can maybe sit in if you like.
1: Oh, of course she can. You know, I am not mean that take anything away from her there. You know, she's more than capable of driving forward and, you know, having shots from distance. Normally when she scores it's a screamer, you know. You she, too, she doesn't tend to score many tap-ins or whatever, but she does have that side of her game as well, you know, but it, it, I would say, you know, her strength is, her work rate, her, her ability to break down play and her ability to just give the ball to folk and and start playing, you know, and support the play from behind. But it, it's not to say she, she can't get forward, actually. I think she should probably do more running in behind third-man third runs. I used to yeah. say that to her when I played with her all this time. Third-man, <laughs> run, third-man,
0: run! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when she listens into this, she'll absolutely love you with that uh. going... <laughs> You know, it's funny, we're obviously talking about, uh, we're speaking about an area that's really important to the way that we play that centre of the pitch. Um, And of course, Joe Potter has went into the the sort of transfer market um, in January and brought in Olivia McLaughlin on loan um, up until the end of the season. Um, Do we have, I don't want to say do we have too many bodies in there? Do we have enough game time for everyone to be satisfied with the, the amount of time in the grass that they're getting effectively, do you think?
1: Probably not, but then that's the environment, isn't it? It's it's supposed to be competitive and you're unfortunately going to have folk that are unhappy because they're not getting the game time they want, but you still have to have, you know, other folk there who either can come in through injury to another player or can come in because you just need something different in a game, you know, because sometimes you do, sometimes you just need a different style of player depending on who your opponent is. So I'm not surprised She's, she's brought somebody in for that area and um, as I said it will probably spread game time out maybe a wee bit more but probably not I don't think too much in effect I think particularly in the more like the bigger games as we'll call them um, you know you're not going to see too much change in that midfield because if something's not broke then don't fix it do you know what I mean just just keep playing because if you're performing then you know you're not just going to put people in because they've no had a game in three weeks. And yeah. I mean that in the nicest way. You know, no, you're, you're to and you're you're getting paid to play, you're a professional. So it's whoever's playing the best should start on the pitch.
0: Yeah. And it comes back to, to something that Joe said quite importantly, um, certainly since we came back after the break, is that the the league is effectively be all and end all. I I think she's she's very aware that um she needs to win the league this year, my own personal um Thought is, I, I think she'll win the lot. I think she's got a great chance of of, of doing the lot. But the league is the jewel in the crown and um, she has to get it this year. And I, I think that the squad are good enough. I think she's got enough experience in there. I think she's got enough reliability in there to get her through to the end of May um, and and hopefully get her the silver. We a couple of good bodies have went out, of course, towards the the end of January. Clear. Laura Berry's went out for game time at Motherwell. Really good for her. Encourage that. Great to see a youngster going out and trying to get as much game time as we can. Megan Bell has also went out to hearts, of course. Beginning of the season wasn't great for her. She was riddled with injury, didn't really get going at all, um, even when she returned. Um, game time for her, I think, is going to be important between now and the end of the season. And, you know, arguably for whatever happens next for Megan Bell.
1: Well, And, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised to see Megan going out and loan because, as you, as you said, she unfortunately actually over the last couple of seasons has had problems with injuries um she just seems to get back to fitness and then something else happened to her you know it is a shame in that sense but in order to get yourself back to where you were prior to having all these problems you need to be playing yeah and for whatever reason you know again it's a very competitive competitive squad so there's very few games where you know, you're know you going to be able to play Megan just to get her up to match fitness because you need the team to be firing straight away because of the importance, as you just mentioned a minute ago, win in the league. So you can't afford to be taking your foot off the gas. So I think it's probably the right thing for Megan to do is to go out and loan. And, you know, she's went to Harps, a very capable team, another team that likes to try and play football. So I think that's important as well, that she's going to a team, yeah, different, different in terms of, their philosophy and how they play, but they ultimately are two football, football and teams. So you're going to a team that, that in that sense is similar to who you're playing and it's not maybe about the long ball and playing off it and whatever. So it should get her a lot of the ball and hopefully bring her confidence back and bring herself up to well-matched fitness. And then at the end of the season, you just need to wait and see what happens with her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting as well is that um, she, of course, plays in the position that Rachel Roby would has traditionally sort of held, so um, I don't think I, based on the, the, the current form of Rachel, it would be really difficult for Megan to get in and around that role, I think personally.
1: Well, I mean Megan's pretty flexible across that, you know, she can play wide as well, yeah, yeah. which she we had done for, for quite a long time actually under Malky Thompson, so she can play through the middle, so you know, she has played various positions, but it's just trying to Find what would suit her the best and the system that Rangers are playing. And you know, for me, I don't, I don't know if it would really be the ten for me. I don't think, I think Megan's probably more effective out wide where she can use her pace. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, yeah. If if you're looking to play on the ten, would you play in front of Rachel Rowe in that position? No, I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Hearts play a big part of our. February as as we look ahead into February, of course, is a big month, Dundee United and the Cup coming on the fourth. Um, at Broadwood Hearts at home on the Broadwood um on the seventh, I think it is, if memory serves me right. Yeah. Um there's a game I think that needs to be squeezed in at some point with, with Partick Fest. I think we're waiting on that date to be confirmed by the club. Um but of course we, we can't look too far over the middle of the month. Um, the the women's old firm game at Ibrox really exciting affair. F- kudos to the club for for putting the the women's old firm game on there. Um, I know you've sort of, you've done there, you've you've been there, you've done it before. The the opportunity to play Ibrox is huge for these girls, isn't
1: it? It is, and it's great to, as you said, to see the club putting particularly the game against Celtic in there. And my hope is that folk go along to it and and actually you know see it for what it is. I've said this a million times as well, I think it's amazing that the games are on the TV and long may that continue, but it's also it's different when you're at the game, you know, yeah. you, you see the, the whole pitch, you can't see that when you're watching it on a TV screen and it obviously means a lot to the girls on the pitch if they can hear the support behind them, but it'll be interesting, you know, sometimes in a way, although, you know, all the players will absolutely want to play at Ibrox, but sometimes it can bring an additional pressure, particularly yeah. when they're then playing Celtic, so don't get me wrong. I probably make them slight favourites going into the game, given the fact that they've the last three that we've been successful. Yeah. But an old firm, you just never know. And in my view, it's just who turns up in the day, and who's up for it the most. And and I honestly believe that, and I have done over the years because it, it is if you if you bottle it effectively when you cross the line, then you're never winning the game.
0: Yeah, I, I think as well. You you probably rely on lady luck a little bit in and, and, and these games. There's always something that maybe just goes in your favour, a bounce of a ball, or um there's, there's always just something that you need to go in your favour in that day. I go back to what I say, I, I think as Joe's got three wins um against them this season, I think she can go into it with a relatively decent degree of confidence on her own patch that that we can do something. Um but it should be it should be a really exciting afternoon at Ibrox. I would encourage anyone listening to make sure they to get themselves along to that, and don't forget there are matches at Broadwood way before then. That I would also encourage you all to 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 try and get into the Hearts game in particular. Should be should be a cracker. Um, Claire, I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again. You know, what I'm going to ask you. We're six points clear. And um, I'm not going to ask you if you. I, I think you. I think you think we've got a good chance of winning the league this year. I don't I know do. if you want to do that. <laughs> no, but I, I, think- I do. I think I do think Rangers
1: have a very good chance of winning the league this year. I don't think it's set in stone by any I means. As I'd said, you know, you've got two very difficult games coming up yep. in Hearts and Celtic. If you if you lose them, you're you're back to equal points again. So it's not that I think it's finished. It's just what I've seen of them of Rangers this year in terms of how they're playing, how fit they look, how well they move the ball, their mentality. I think everything's there. It's just can they apply it? And I think if they do, I think yeah, they're favourites to win the league in my opinion.
0: Do you think they can do the lot?
1: Again, I think they can. I mean, I think the thing is, is they're obviously the only one of the top three that can actually win everything, which again becomes the, an additional pressure on them. Do you know what I mean? But they've all be looking at one thing at a time. But they're obviously, they've got one hand in the trophy in terms of the cup when they're playing Partick Thistle. Yeah. They're six points ahead in the league. And then, you know, well, the Scottish Cup, it's still early days, but Ultimately, you know that they're doing very well in the other two competitions. So, do I think they could win all three? Yeah, I do. I do think they could win all three, but it's whether the wheels fall off the wagon, you know, as it comes comes to the crunch, which you've seen happen on so many occasions. It's just about trying to hold your composure, hold it just in your as,
0: mind. Just as an aside, in the last one, because this is an interesting question, we've not spoken about this before we come off, so you're not going to like this question. Um, <laughs> But um, as an ex-captain in the football club, Mm -hmm. do you find yourself ever almost comparing the team that you played in to the current team and just trying to work out, I don't want to say who was better because you were were successful. This team, I think, are on the verge of being very successful. Do you ever find yourself doing that sort of comparison over... Over the period of time, you've obviously got some players now that, that, that played in the same team as you and how they've developed over the period of time. Do you do that comparison exercise?
1: Yeah, and the team now is better. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. The team now is better. Um, they've had numerous years together as a foundation, as you said. There's players there that played when I was there. Yeah. So they've, that you know, it's just fine through that team that they've only went and branched off of. And strengthened, I think, in my opinion. Then they've got a manager who I think has been excellent for the for the team yeah. uh, and the club in general. I just like her drive. I like how focused she is. You know, she knows exactly what she wants, and her expectations to me are clear to the players about what she wants from them. And if you're not doing it, you're not playing. That's the impression I get. Yeah. You know, and I like that. That's that's how I was as a player. I just you know, a, a is A and B's B. Is B. So yeah, I think this team
0: right now is better hands down. I don't think there's any question about that. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I would tend to agree. Um I, I I do think that we're seeing a lot of loads of positivity um about about the players, the current setup and everything that's going on. Lots to be excited about. And there's no doubt that February is going to be a big month and March, April, and May as they follow soon after will be equally as exciting. Um, Claire, always good to have you on. Thanks for joining us.
1: No, thanks for having me, Scott. It was good to chat about it.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, if you are listening on our audio-only channels, of course you are. Um, please don't forget to follow, give us a listen, and a like. Um, do all the things you can to help grow the channel. If you are following this cyberox across social media, please continue to do that. Tell your pals. We're available across our YouTube channel and all the obvious places: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. That's all for now. We are back at the end of February. Clear, and I'll do it all again. Thanks for watching. Good luck to Rangers. Bye for now.